0: I'm recording. I'm recording. <laughs> I am recording. Yeah, but are you recording? I'm recording. Okay. All right. Uh, it is the, uh, the 5th of July, Aww. the day July. after the Independence Day of America was celebrated. Uh, you, you, do the, you do the fireworks thing? Did, you,
1: did, uh, you? did not do the fi- – well, I watched right out the window. It uh, it was drizzling. Uh, there were fireworks out the window, but we didn't make a point of really
0: watching them. Um, yeah, it was low cloud cover here, yeah. and it was just like – it rendered them big balls of light. It wasn't so, – So was there no danger zone because of that? No. Uh, Kenny Loggins was there, and Smokey Robinson sang, and all kinds ah. of uh, – Tom Bergeron was the host. Just to the, see
1: uh, her – yeah. I like
0: Smokey Robinson. Uh, he, you know what? He looks fantastic.
1: <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> thank you. He and his
0: uh, <laughs> hey, plastic surgery doctor, Regardless, thank you. <laughs> re, if, if he has had work done, it is, it yeah. is top shelf. He looked terrific, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. sounded great.
1: How much, so, man, how
0: old must that dude be? I'm going to look he's it He's got to be now. in his 80s, doesn't he? So is he's that gotta. your guess? I think he's in his 80s, early 80s. I'm going I'm to say 80, 81. 76. 76. You okay. got to remember, he started probably when he was 20 years old or 15 yeah, years yeah. old or something, you know. Hey, looks uh, great.
1: Sounds great. Yep. I'm all... Yeah. Uh, his name is Smokey and his voice gets smokier by the
0: year. Huh. It's true. <laughs> okay. All right. Who are we? What are we doing? All right. Uh, uh, so this is on Taking Pictures. Uh, uh, we're we're a weekly photography podcast for those <laughs> of you who are listening for the first time. And <laughs> Smokey Robinson fan podcast. <laughs> right. And Yeah. And, and Smokey Robinson. Uh <laughs> It's Smokey's world. We're just living in it. <laughs> That's what it,
2: uh, What was that, that great Cloud. song by
0: ABC, When Smokey Sings? That was, that, was a, that was a good song. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Bill Wadman is up in New York. My name is Jeffrey Sidoris. I'm here in D.C. And thank you for being here. Welcome. We've got some stuff. We've got stuff to talk about today. Yeah. Hey, uh, a, a quick thing. Yeah. Those of you who are fans of David Duchovny. If you're not, you should be. He's a terrific photographer and a terrific writer. He has released, uh, I don't, I think it's out, the uh, 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 the second edition of Within the Frame, which was his first print book. I believe it was his first one. I hope I'm not telling tales what out of school. What did he, uh, what did he, what did he change? Updated, lots of new content. Okay. Um, he's giving away. A few signed copies. If you if you go to his Instagram page, which is just at David Duchemin, D A V I D D U C H E M I N, leave a comment. Uh, he there may he may be asking you to public, to post a, a shot of of the your your first edition of Within the Frame. But I'm I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it was just comment on it, and he's going to select a few names and and send out uh, a couple signed copies. Okay. It's a good book. If you don't have it, it's a, it's a really good book.
1: I'm going to have to go uh, find my copy.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, can I can I do one plug? Sure. Uh, I talked to Carl Taylor last week. We've mentioned Carl several times on, of the show, on the Carl show. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, terrific photographer and for my money, probably the best photo instructor in the game right now. Um, talk to him about the business side of photography on the latest episode of Process Driven. You can find that wherever podcasts are sold.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Remember they used to do that? I do yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. wherever fine products are sold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse yeah, me, so. sir.
1: Do you sell fine products? <laughs> we do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you either look, look for Process Driven on, on, uh, iTunes, or just go to my site at jeffreysedors.com, and you can link to it there. It's cool. good. Good talk. Yeah, yeah. He almost they almost closed the doors of the business earlier this year. Really? Yeah. It, it was. Didn't they it was, just
1: sign a new lease?
0: They did last year on a four thousand square foot monster of a studio, which wow. they spent a, a lot of
1: money, money doing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Retrofitting. Yeah, yeah. There's All a right. whole cove in it and roll up door. It's a beautiful space, but uh, he talks about risk and and you know, what it took to, to kind of uh, get there and get back and, and where he sees the business going. So it's interesting. It's a, to, one it's, of the first talks that I've had about the business side of creativity. It's in my queue. I'll get cool. to it this week. Uh, what do you got? We, we got to, we get to hang out. We, get, we you did. And I <coughs> we did. At the new air and space with uh, Peter Geyser. We spent even more time together. Right. We... <laughs> because, because apparently 480 episodes is not enough. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh we we ate tacos and uh, and and walked around a little bit yep uh,
0: saw those prints yeah the print show that was a good show yeah
1: yeah I I, I liked that song cream and um
0: Prince show yeah oh uh, yeah, right. yeah yeah okay. hey how was the Hirshhorn I saw your photo uh, of it was good yeah uh, uh, it, it was chief it what was uh, <laughs> what's going on there <laughs> you really want to know you- Uh are you are you trying out for a lover boy tribute band <laughs> no I'll, I gotta tell you the,
1: the, so there was the Basque um <laughs> yeah. there's the Basque festival down on right. the on the Folk mall this, yeah sure and so they were they were giving away these neckerchiefs and it was really quite bright and hot out those days and so I uh me and uh my nephew Bert put them around our necks right and uh, I have to say I, it was actually nice. Keep the, kept us, kept the sun off the, uh, off, off your neck and soaked up a little sweat. Like it was, uh, did you get I, I'm, wet? I'm kind of a fan. So you had
0: like a little bit of a, of a cool, uh, you know, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't
1: quite, it wasn't quite that bad, but yeah, that is, that is one of the ideas, right? Yeah. Uh, I did. Uh, so, uh, in answer to your Hirschhorn question, uh, uh, there is a, uh, a, a show there of Robert Irwin, mm-hmm. uh, artist, uh, which I think you should go see and we should talk about. Okay. So go see it before it closes and uh, I'd like Is to talk about it. Is it still there? It. It's it's there all... uh, I do believe it's there for the next uh, little while. Uh, at the end of the at the end of the show of his there's all this talk where he's talking on uh video about how he views art and and the future of what it's there till September 5th. Uh, yeah, I'm looking how, at it right now. How he sees oh, wow. this is neat stuff. Yeah, how he sees art as objects or experiences, and you know the way we define art wow. in the age that he was doing it. And it's—it's—and it's—it's film footage from a retrospective in the '70s in LA. You know what I mean? Like, so it's right. old. He he looks very much like a uh, Jackson Pollock with the with the bald head and the you know the the jean the denim jacket kind of look. Mm-hmm. It's um, nice work. Yeah, some of the work is really beautiful. Some of it I don't quite get. And then there's a there's a room in in the place that is a he put up because you know the Hirshhorn is uh is curved, of course. Yep. Yep. That he put up a scrim in one of the rooms so that one of the walls goes flat and you'll walk right by it unless you stop and look in and notice that there's space behind the scrim, like the mm. wall is semi transparent. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's 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 quite neat. Um, so anyway, something. To- what do you,
0: what do you think of, uh, you know, talking about gallery spaces for a minute, environments, yeah. what do you think of the curve of a space like that? Is that inviting to you or like the Guggenheim where you've got the curves and the ramps or do you prefer <laughs> flat traditional flat walls and spaces?
1: I think in the Hirschhorn it, it works really well because you can come up the escalator, you can walk around the whole thing and you end up right back at the escalator. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of uh, – it's, it's got a flow and a direction to an exhibit that gets you right back where you started, which is mm-hmm. kind of nice, and then you can go up another floor and do it. Uh, the Guggenheim with the spiral, I think it works for, for certain shows, but not as well for others. But then there's also other rooms at, at the Guggenheim too that are like a right, little more right. traditional.
0: Off of the main sort yeah. of spiral. Yeah, sure. yeah
1: so I, I, think, I think that uh, – I mean, eh, you know, a, a bunch of rooms like the Met or – and the Met is copying – the Louvre and the Uffizi and the Prado and all those other places over in
0: Europe, uh, still works, you know, I'm, I, I'm fascinated by the, the, the practice, I guess you'd call it of, of designing spaces for art, whether it's lighting oh, sure. or color yeah. or, you know, well, and, and display now there's, mechanisms.
1: There's all these, uh, the new, uh, the new Whitney mm-hmm. is, is another conversation to have about that. I mean, it's a lot of open space, but at the same time, it doesn't feel very efficiently used. Sometimes, mm. you know. Mm. Um, and then there's places like Dia Beacon, which is up north of New What's York City. Called? Dia uh, Beacon, I think it's the. Huh. the uh, what does Dia stand for? Uh, it's 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 a contemporary art museum, and they have it's in New York. Except they wanted to find more room, so they bought this giant, uh, this huge, enormous uh, where uh, factory up in Beacon, New York, and mm. they gutted the whole thing and there's giant richard Serra sculptures inside and there's all this oh, crazy wow. stuff well it's got to be big yeah, oh it's, his, it's, his it's enormous it's huge. it's I god i don't even know how many square feet it is but it's it's you know probably a million square feet or some ridiculous thing it's huge wow. um so there's so there is this sort of um uh uh, uh you know like using old spaces you know mm-hmm. for for new stuff too which is a whole other, a whole other bag of uh, bag of stuff. It's uh, right. let's see. It's the museum is uh, on thirty one acres. Yeah, it's uh, it's Man, that's well, a big 100, space. One hundred sixty thousand square feet. Wow, it's an old Nabisco factory from nineteen twenty nine. Huh, which is also pretty cool. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the Hirschhorn you should go to. Let's discuss it some other time okay. once you've seen it.
0: Hey, are there are there? This is kind of a weird question, maybe, but are there subscriptions? or, or memberships, I guess is, is more accurate across museum lines in New York. Like, can you, are they all, yeah, is there like a pass
1: that you can yeah, get to yeah, get, you can you a... get
0: something to go to like the Whitney and the Met and MoMA in the same day or the same week or the same month or something? Or are they no, all not that I know of?
1: Uh, although, although like the Met is suggested, so you could go in the Met and say, I just want a ticket, give me one and they'll mm-hmm. give you one. Uh, MoMA is not like that, but uh, you know I have a membership, so it's like five dollars if you and I went. Um, what about
0: the Guggenheim? Uh,
1: the Guggenheim, I you know it's interesting because a lot of times I'll go with my sister who works at the Smithsonian and, and is a AAM member, which is the American Association of Museums. Uh, so that gets you in almost everywhere. If mm. it doesn't, her Smithsonian ID does. Uh-huh. So it's like I, I I have a little bit of a skewed thing on this. Um, but most of these places have free nights. So certain nights, you know, on Friday night, I think it is for the Met or or for MoMA is free and you can just go in after four, uh, which I guess is the way you deal with the idea of, well, if someone doesn't have $30 to get into a museum, you know, how do you family of four who doesn't make a lot of money can't spend $120 to go see some art. Right. Right, right, right. And if
0: you do, you're rushing through because you want to see everything.
1: And it's packed because there's a billion people there where me as a member, I can go an hour before it opens and walk around and there's no one in the place. Mm -hmm. you know which is which is kind of cool um so yeah there is no past to answer your question Hmm. or none that i know of at least yeah um all right so a lot of people sent this in i found it online did you take a look at this article at all yeah
0: yeah a lot of i you told me about it uh it was on my my reader list and then we got i don't know half a dozen emails about it
1: yeah yeah uh, this is, uh, an article in the New York times called Avedon unsigned. And, uh, um, so there, there are was, two stories
0: going on here. There are it's two stories. Important to, to note that. Cause it, at first glance, it looks like there could be one, they, they could be one and the same, but they are in fact, two, two different stories. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> there, there is, there was a printer of uh, Avedon's because if most of you don't know this uh, who don't know this stuff a lot of photographers don't do their own lab work they don't do their own printing they have they have people who a lot of whom are these high-end so-called master printers in quotes who Mm -hmm. are really good at doing this stuff and Avedon uh, uh, worked with such people in say the 80s when he was working on the uh, 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 what's it called the uh, the American American West West, in the American Mm -hmm. West thank you And this was all work done after all the commercial work that, that Avedon was doing. And the master printer he was working with, whose name was, uh, what? Rudy Hoffman, Rudy Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, basically was tasked to make these large scale prints for Avedon. And some of them were, you know, yards by yards, like big prints. Mm -hmm. Um, which is yeah, six very difficult, feet on a side. I mean, yeah, they were big. Very difficult to do. Very time-consuming. Like the guy deserved, you know. And he was doing this after hours. And the verbal agreement that he had with Richard Avedon is that Avedon said, "Well, basically, make an extra print of whatever set you make. If you make fifteen or twenty for me, make one print of each one for yourself, and that will be your payment for for doing the work of printing these for me for the exhibitions." And I'll sign
0: them after the fact, kind of thing. Yeah, I'll sign them them later. Yeah, they'll be signed
1: prints. I'll sign them later. Well, this guy made these extra prints, and then for happenstance, he never got around to having Avedon sign them. Avedon died, and now the Richard Avedon Foundation, which is run, I think, by his children, uh, refuses to, uh, uh, what's the official word?
0: Authenticate them? Authenticate them. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And even to the point where they say if he tries to sell them, they will sue. Uh,
0: So that's story number one. Story number two. Which, okay, hold on. One one sec. We'll take them one at a time. How how would he... If he's acknowledged as the printer of this series. Yeah. And he's got a set of these prints at the same scale and... Uh, 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 from the same time frame. How else could he have obtained them? I think the idea is that he would
1: basically make an extra print in the dark room and sneak it out. Sort of unbeknownst to Avedon. Yes.
0: That's, that would be the idea. But, but th- th- there are people who have said, no, that's, that's, that's the agreement that he had. Yeah. So we, there were, we were there, there.
1: there were people who were also worked in his studio at the time who said, yes, we overheard this agreement. This is how it was, et cetera, et cetera. Affidavits to that effect and it hasn't changed at all the Avidon Foundation's point of view.
2: Mhm. All
1: right. So that is that is question number 1. Right. Uh question number 2 uh is his other uh, another assistant of his whose name is Have you found this name? I always forget this one. Uh is it uh oh, uh Gideon is Gideon that the, guy's name, the other photographer? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he was an assistant who took a lot of pictures of uh, Avidon, Dick Avedon taking pictures of other people basically took what we would now call BTS or behind right. the scenes right. photographs of shoots of him shooting famous people, him shooting stuff in the West. Like just, you know, when things were happening, he was taking pictures and he wanted to make a book of basically behind the scenes pictures from Avedon studio of this year to this year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, the Avedon foundation says, no, you were working for, Richard, when you made these pictures, therefore those pictures are owned by us. Which I don't know if that was in his contract with, with Avedon or or what, you know what I mean? Right. It sort of, you know, goes, kind of goes back to the Crutzen thing, is like he must have a contract with the guy who takes the picture, because, sure. you know, sure. otherwise, yeah. So so this is like, there's a lot of question marks in all this kind of stuff. I mean, not legal question marks, at least for the second one. Like maybe, maybe that is in his contract, and I'm not arguing that that's, wrong to put a thing in a contract that says any work you do when your work for me is my work or whatever you know that's that's old school stuff i'm not arguing that but, from a legal would, point of view hmm.
0: what would that have been in a contract i mean it it seems like like that's a more modern thing it's, yeah i mean isn't it it seems like things have become more litigious as as time has gone on so would that have been something that you would even think to do in 1980? seven or 88, whatever it was.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my man. I mean, well, if anybody was going to do it, it's going to be somebody like Avedon, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be somebody at that level. Um, I, it, I just, I found the whole thing. I mean, okay. The question is, would Avedon, if he was still alive, feel this way about this stuff? Or is it his foundation and his children, either a trying
0: to keep the value
1: of his work up, I guess is one, way of looking at it
0: is one set of these images going to devalue who you know is is often regarded as as one of the great photographers of the 20th century
1: yeah and and the thing is that one of you know the picture of the guy with the bees all over him from Mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the American west uh sold for 155 grand so for this guy who has this full set of these things that could be a, a veritable fortune for him. You know what I mean? It, yeah, millions. A complete set of that thing? Yeah, that's, that could be all the money he has for retirement, you know, for all we right, know. Right, right. You know? Um, so yeah, it's like big question mark. And, and, and this kind of dovetails into our conversation last week about the whole editioning thing, where it becomes, well, there are 25 copies of this picture out. If suddenly there's 26, that dilutes the value of the other 25 when we were promised there were 25 by the foundation. You know what, but, what I mean? But
3: like,
0: does it? I mean, could, could uh, they, that's, that's the question. Yeah. Could they addition these as an AP? <sighs> but then does that make them more valuable?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like he could sell them as this is the official, that the official, but the, the this famous is the release set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. These are, this, is the, this is the lost set of in the American West unsigned right. prints that were originally printed with the rest of them. You know, and, and, and does, if he did that and the Avedon Foundation didn't sue just for sake of argument, would that really change anything about the value of Richard Avedon's work? And are we really worried about devaluing Richard Avedon's work? Like, like that foundation doesn't have, I'm sure the endowment's huge. You know, right. like I'm sure right. they have plenty of money. Um, so yeah, I, it's, uh, I, I, I don't know where
0: I come down on all this stuff. You know, it, it's, it's odd because it, the, earlier last year, early yeah. last year, the Abaddon foundation released an iPad app and right. it's got hundreds, hundreds of photographs from the fifties and sixties. It's cataloged by, you know, fashion or, 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 uh, portraiture. I mean, it's a beautifully done app. Yep. So there is this, there's, there's obvious desire to keep Avedon relevant, keep his, his work and his, and his legacy relevant, but under their
1: very specific terms, I think
0: Mm -hmm. maybe that's it.
1: Um, I mean, it's, I mean, it's the same thing with like the, you know, the Pollock foundation and like, it turns out, Oh, well there's actual fingerprints of his in the paint. So it's his, And they're Mm -hmm. like, nope, we're not going to say that it's real because we want to control this stuff. It's like De Beers or something like that.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is
1: that, and is that have any, I mean, yes, it has relevance in the business side of what you and I talk about. Right. But, does that really have anything to do with art or is that just some sort of perversion of what the artist? I mean, yes, some of these artists were, were businessmen and doing it for business purposes. Like famously Picasso, right? Was, was, was a master at manipulating the art world for his business purposes or whatever,
0: but well, yeah, i mean, Picasso, uh, by the way, 2014, my mistake was when this app came out, not yeah. 2015. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but Picasso is a good example because from, from what I've read and granted, it's not a lot, but what I have read Picasso was all about moving product yep Picasso was about getting it out the door you know right. don't let this sit around if I've got it I'm done with it sell it get it out yeah is is that your understanding as well yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah
1: like uh, and and supposedly famously good for that right like he mm-hmm. was it, that that was his his uh big power um but 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 does that have anything to do with the quality of his work? I mean that gets back to like you know how the market sees all this kind of stuff. I don't think that one set of these prints is going to change the world. The one art additional world. set. Yeah, one additional yeah. set yeah. is going to change the world. You know, it's like the, and and if you have other people who said no, that's really how it was that he promised him to do this, that he would that these prints were his and then he dies, and his kids are like, "Well,
0: uh, you know." Yeah, why not take them at their word? Why Why assume that it's some conspiracy to to defraud the Abaddon <sighs> Foundation? I, don't know.
1: I mean, I'm sure there are attorneys who say, "Well, you don't have to do it, so why would you do that?" Why give him stuff of value for nothing, mm-hmm. even though the guy probably spent six months in a in a in in some giant dark room trying to print these big prints on the wall you know cuz that's how they did it right they they hung they were so big they didn't do it vertically from the top they did it horizontally and hung the paper on a wall and projected onto it like horizontally
0: yeah um, there's one thing that you you mentioned this when we were talking about it uh, at one point the foundation suggested a trade a signed print unframed on aluminum from in the american west in exchange for his turning over the unsigned
2: prints
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then, which which they would then authenticate and arguably sell, probably and sell themselves, yeah, yeah, or yeah. just throw in a hole. You know,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, they did the same thing. So the the, the other guy yeah. who took the <clears throat> pictures, he he wanted to make this book, and they were like, nope, you know, you can't put them out. They're ours. We have copyright. But you know what? We'll give you copyright to ten percent of them if you sign over the copyright to the other ninety percent.
0: It's like which I, I, in the case of the book, what's that book? Possibly going to make for that guy, yeah, yeah. And, you know. and so, so in that case, who loses out but the fans of the work, the fans of avadon the fans who who would buy the book? What are they? What's what's a, a high run of an art book is what five thousand copies?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The guy's I mean, not making a lot sell of money. Ten thousand, you're doing a great right. job, right? Like so he, he may very well just want to be the guy who
1: shows people mm-hmm. what it was like to be in the studio at that time. Mm-hmm. And if he makes, uh, you know, essentially a, uh, uh, a minimum wage thing for the time you spent making the book, well, fine. You know what I mean? He makes it, but yeah, the guy's not going to get rich on those back no, and behind I the mean, scenes I have talked to
0: so many photographers who have, have sort of acknowledged that, that you're not making money on books, right? It's, it is, it is about, you know, service to the fans or sure. making the book you want to see, yep. but you're not doing it to make millions of dollars. It just doesn't happen. Right. So it's yeah. it, this is an interesting story. I'm I'm fascinated to see how this is going to evolve. Yeah, it just I guess it,
1: there there is part of me, and there's a great picture of Rudy Hoffman in his front door of of his house upstate, where he has the 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 kid with the snake ripped open, this rattlesnake ripped open. Oh right, And, right. and he has the full print sitting in a uh, like a, a, a shadow box in his mm-hmm. front atrium, and unsigned, just kind of sitting there. Uh, and that's pretty cool, you know. To 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 see that sitting there. And it's kind of like, man, you have it there on your wall. To your point last week of this stuff has inherent value and shouldn't we just value it as it is? Mm-hmm. Well, the guy is. He has it up on his wall. But what if he needs, you know, to make a living or find a way to retire? You know? Right. Uh, right. I just, I just, I hate the idea. It's the same thing when anybody dies, right? And then the, the kids fight over the money and all that kind of stuff. It's like, God damn it. This is not what this is about.
0: Yeah. Or shouldn't be what it's about. Right. Well, like, it's it raises a lot of questions. You know, we we lost Bill Cunningham last week. Right. What's going to happen to that work? He doesn't that's have a, that's any a, kids or anything, right? No, no. He never to... never had any relationships that anybody knows of, right? No. So so, so does that does that work become a ward of of, of uh, the New York the Times? Times? Yeah.
1: Or or yeah, was there a deal with him that like he'll do all this stuff, but they own the rights somehow? Or mm-hmm. I'm sure well, he, he had a will. He's got of some the kind. the
0: work for details that he did that he wasn't even paid for. So yeah. who owns that? Yeah yeah yeah. Because details or yeah. I mean details is not around. It hasn't been for decades. Yeah. I mean so theoretically where does that go? the
1: copyright would get passed down to somebody. But if he has no next of kin, was it like some lost long lost nephew or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I I, I just hate that. I hate that that it comes down to this like legal minutiae BS that has nothing to do with somebody making something beautiful.
0: The work ends up getting lost.
1: Yeah. 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 It ends yeah. up becoming a pawn in a larger game that has nothing to do with the art.
0: Yeah. And, I, yeah, and it's, and, it's, it's the kid in a dirty divorce.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And, and, right. and even, I mean, even these, these, these two gentlemen who worked for Avedon, it's like, well, you know what, Avedon, there are stories of Avedon being a bit of a jerk and, mm-hmm. you know, being cheap and blah, 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 blah. And like, maybe he didn't want to pay the guy to do the prints, So he's like, eh, make another set. And then he never, he never planned to sign them, even though he said he would. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's his word against mine. And you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Maybe he was that manipulative and terrible.
0: But so maybe maybe that is the case. Would there be any – and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a curator, obviously. I'm not a, a gallerist or anything. Yeah. Would there be any harm to the market, any appreciable harm to the market? If this guy – fine, we're not going to sign them. We're not going to authenticate them, but sell them for whatever you can get for them. Is there any harm in letting him sell them? I, I
1: guess I guess they think there is because they say they'll sue, Right yeah he can't even at the end of the article they talk about how he wants to show them in some room in uh uh some theater uh, not theater uh some like little gallery space up where he lives mm-hmm. and he's scared to even do that yeah. you know which is it's like really what like what i don't know it 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 does make me a little angry however if you were let me ask you a question. If your sure. father, you know, if, if if the work he did with metal end up becoming like Richard Sarah-esque sculptures, and some guy said he had one because he worked for your dad back in the day, would you be protective of your
0: father's stuff
1: after the fact?
0: Not at all, because I'm not aware of their deal. I have no knowledge of it, and I know enough about my dad to know that, yes, he could be difficult sometimes, but... He was, by and large, a man of his word. Yeah. And if that's what he said, then that's probably what he said.
1: Well, there's also uh, a little thing in here uh, about having prints be signed is that that doesn't really mean anything that a few years ago uh, there was a a Stieglitz print of George O'Keefe that sold for
0: $1.47 million, Mm
2: -hmm. you know?
0: Well, and that's the other thing is they will always be unsigned. Right, yeah. You know, it's sort of like... uh, uh, you know, the the child of an actor or a musician signing in his parent or, or her parents' name. Well, okay, there's a connection, but Right. Or
1: or the the what's his name who's signing all of the uh uh
0: you know, street ladies prints. Oh, uh, Maloof signing for Vivian yeah, Meyer. Which yeah. I think is That's kinda odd. That, that's that's even that's, stranger. A little of,
1: that's on the edge of offensive to me. Yeah, that's it's a like little it's not odd. your freaking picture.
0: Yeah. They're yeah, not
1: signed yeah. by you as some sort of like what? <laughs> like, you know, you're basically the kid the the artist's manager and suddenly you're you're signing things on their behalf, you know, like whatever. Right. I just think that's creepy. Uh and a little self-aggrandizing, you know. I so yeah, it's it's interesting. I thought the article was interesting. Take from it what you will. Um if you have any thoughts on the matter, let us know.
0: Podcast, Podcast on takingpictures.com. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or uh Bill wait, ch- wait, wait
0: wait wait hold on a second yeah 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 just, send just... send all your comments to bill <laughs> 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 he loves responding
1: <laughs> I respond all the time sign this bill <laughs> yeah
0: uh, I, what do you how do you feel about signing on the back or the front uh right. i i s i you know not that I'm anybody right. but I sign everything on the back
1: right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. A lot of people like it on the front because then you can see it, right? That's the argument.
0: Yeah, but then it becomes more about the signature than the work to me, um, in my opinion. I'm not
1: disagreeing with you. Yeah. Uh, I want you to
0: buy something that I did because you like what I did, not because it's got my name on it necessarily.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, All right, so uh, what else we got? We want to talk about Salgado finally?
0: Yes. Yes. What you you had at the time? I don't know if you've forgotten, but you had some thoughts on this. I did. Uh, Andrew Salgado is is in in my opinion a terrific painter. I first became aware of him in two thousand thirteen, uh, off of a series of portraits that he did that that were, gosh, they, how would I describe them? They're dynamic. They are they are uh, not false color, but certainly. Uh, uh, affected color; they almost uh, feel like
1: clay, clay sculpt, clay sculptures in paint.
0: See what I'm I saying? I can like, see that. Yeah, like, like sort of that thrown. Yeah, I can see that clay feeling. Excuse me, I can see that. Yeah, uh but I just, I just absolutely fell in love with with his work, and his work is very large. Uh, there's a lot of energy in in how I came to learn that there was a lot of energy in how he creates his work, and uh, I, I I watched it evolve over the past few years. You know, in 2014 he he changed his style and and started bringing pattern and and background became more important, and there were collage elements that that were brought yep. in. Yep. Uh, 2015. That went further still, and uh, the, the the portraits in some cases were were inset, and patterns and elements were added around the actual portraits themselves, creating uh, these sort of contextual frames. And and at the same time, his technique was uh, being refined and refined uh, and and pushed in different directions. You
1: think refined or just changed?
0: I think he was refining, and I, I don't know Andrew. I would love right. to talk to you. Andrew, if you are listening, you're probably not. Let's face it. But if you are, uh, I'd love to talk about how that how you saw the work changing. because I think in some ways his line work was getting better, his detail was getting better. Um, but in other ways, he was pushing beyond into these outer areas surrounding the portraits with typography, with texture, right. with right. collage. Uh, and I, like I said, I just can't say enough good things about his work, but you made an interesting observation when you looked at some of the new work for the, for 2016, right?
1: That I actually preferred some of the older work.
0: Mm-hmm. Like almost that, what did you say? He, he, how did you put it? It was interesting the way you put it, like
1: went past the target or something like that. Something like, like
0: that. Yeah. It was like kind of overshot.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And, and
1: it's, it's and and i think that this is a this is a a question that comes up a lot i mean the 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 market especially for painters and stuff they they expect you to keep i mean yes there are people who want you to do something again and again and again but then either outside forces or yourself says no i want to move in a different direction right Mm -hmm. and it may be that the new place that you go uh turns off more people than it turns on
0: right right
1: um and, and just this idea of sort of overshooting the creative target, right? Like, like on the way to where you think you want to be, you actually got someplace really great, but you kept going past it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And, and are there times when you look back and you go, Oh man, I, a year ago I was actually where I wanted to be. And now I'm adding, I'm using this as an example. This guy, I mean, his works beautiful. I'm not
0: ripping him yeah, sure, sure. in any way. No, I got you. I get you. Uh,
1: but like, you know, Oh man, what, you know, why did you stop? emphasizing the people and started adding all this crap on top. It's like, it doesn't need it. It was, mm-hmm. it was great the other way. Like, why didn't you refine into the, the individuals as opposed to trying to layer up or, or, or your collage thing or type or, or however, you know, the different things you described.
0: See, I'm, I'm interested now that I've seen the sort of iteration from particularly 2015 to 2016 and 15, the surrounds were very definite. The yeah. the 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 framing, if you will, was was very definite. And in 2016, that line has become very blurred. Where where uh, foreground and background, subject and surround, have become so much more integrated. Yep. Now I want to see where he's. What's the next step? Well, because I, I see this step almost as an interim step for what's coming next.
1: Yeah. Well, see, that's the interesting thing is that I, I, if I had to choose a painting from one of these, I'd probably choose something from the earlier times personally, mm-hmm. like to have on my wall. Mm-hmm. But, and I feel like 2014 didn't go, went in a direction I didn't really like 15. I didn't really like, but now 16 and stuff. I'm like, Oh, I see where he's going, but maybe he's not quite there yet. Right. Yeah. Like maybe, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. To, maybe you have to swerve into a bad part of town in order to get to where you're going. Right. Right. you know and 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 th- th- there was a there was a i knew uh, a girl friend a girl friend of mine a female friend of mine uh, a girl out, who
0: was also a friend yes yeah. uh
1: okay. out in LA uh used to know this painter named David Cordy who lived out there do you do mm-hmm. you know this guy's work at all
2: no uh, was it C
1: O R it's K O R T Y okay uh and he used to do this really interesting let me see if I could find something that is of the of the type that I that I originally saw his work years ago, um, where he does it. Almost looks like uh, here. I'll put a link in in the uh, in the robot for you here. Okay. Uh, when I knew him, and this was like when I met him, this is like ten years ago. His working looked like this. It was sort of flat. It was painted, but it almost looked like paper cutout collage.
0: Oh yeah yeah. Very right. very sort of along perspective lines kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah.
1: he did a lot of that stuff and it was very, very beautiful. Like he, he had a, a very interesting way about it, right? And uh and then he kinda went in uh this direction.
0: I will put links to these uh where yeah, so they can follow along. Yeah.
1: Um he he sort of went in this other direction. Oh see which, now I,
0: I like that even more. This right, is which, this is into this kind of Cy Twombly kind of area.
1: Yes, right. Okay. So The reason I bring this up is that, uh, apparently his gallerists, um, were selling the first one more than the new stuff. They liked Hmm. the old, the old stuff more than the new stuff. And I found that very interesting and it kind of reminded me of what we're talking about in the sense that, oh, he's doing something completely different because he's following his heart for lack of a better word. Right, 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 right. Um, but the powers that be that are trying to sell us stuff are like,
0: where are you going? You're you're
1: you're you're walking out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Like we need you over here.
0: And like Well you, you could make the same case for for Nick Brandt's new work with Inherit the Dust. It's it's yep. much more sort of politically charged and and at least at the moment it's only been out three or four months, but it's not selling nearly as well as the previous work that was just m- well, more you portraiture. Know what?
1: it's it's not it's not um it's not as pretty. You know, and if you're some rich guy who just wants a picture of an elephant on your wall, you know a, a picture of an elephant in 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 a crappy graveyard thing in Bangladesh, you know what I mean, or wherever these things were shot, you know what I mean East Africa, sure Africa yeah. you know it's like man like i i don't want that on my wall you right. know what i mean like and i can i can understand that i mean i i love the i love the idea i love the pictures the execution's amazing but from a commercial point of view i completely understand why it's not selling as as well but mm-hmm. like in that case what do you do do you do you do you just follow and and, and i think you, you stick know. to what you have to make i ah, think whoa, 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 hold on a second what's have to What you have to, or what other people think you have to, or some mixture of the two, and you come out on the other side with what you have decided you have to make. See what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, now with regard to Nick, I don't, I don't know him well uh, as much as I can for, you know, a few hours of conversation, but he's making the work that he wants to make. And, and on one hand, sales be damned.
1: Yep. And more power to him.
0: You know, um, yep.
1: I think it depends on, on, but he always also probably fairly successful with the earlier stuff so that he's got a little bit of a cushion to play. Well, and that's another part of it, right? Right.
2: That's definitely it depends
0: on where you're at in, in your career. Are you going to have multiple lines of work? Are you going to have work that, that is more commercial for lack of a better word? And I don't mean commercial in any way, pejoratively at all. Yep. It's gotcha. it just, are you going to have work that's more commercially, uh desirable or acceptable and then you're gonna have work that you that you push. Are you gonna have the blockbuster and the indie film? Right. Or are you only gonna make indie films? Can you and do say that? whatever? I don't Can know. you do
1: that? Or or if you do that, do people say, Wow, look at the crazy stuff he's doing, but he's still selling that other stuff because like he's selling out. He's making money whatever whatever the mm-hmm. you know the the negative connotation would be from the I, outside. I, you know,
0: I think that there are those who are not only good at both sides, but they enjoy both sides. Right,
2: right, right. They and enjoy
0: the, making the commercial work. They enjoy shooting product. They enjoy shooting fashion, whatever it is.
1: Yeah,
3: and there's nothing and inherently got, bad
0: about that. No, there's yeah. nothing wrong with
1: that. Could you imagine, though, a scenario where, as an artist, you were making something that you thought was really good, and then you were like, I got to take it to the next level, and you go to the next level, and it's it's not it, you're not happy with it, right? Not satisfied with it, but you can't, you try to go back to the old one, but now time has passed three, four years have passed and that style isn't cool anymore. Or you know what I mean? It's been done or people look at you as like a has been. And then you keep trying to find the new thing and you never do. And it's sort of like you, you, you drove past the exit on the highway at the time that you could have gotten off. And then you, sort of,
0: and then there's regret. You know what sort I'm saying? Of. I, I am finding it difficult I mean, look. Very few pieces of my paintings have ever sold. Okay, right. I, I still have the majority of them, but from a from a mindset, from a oh, I like that. Oh, I don't know what the word is, but for, I in in trying to get back to the place that i was in creatively, mentally, emotionally that produced or allowed that work to be produced several years ago, i'm finding it hard to get back there. Yeah. I'm finding i i would like to continue some of that work. I'd like to continue some of those series but i feel like there needs to be a transitional aesthetic for lack of a better word from where those pictures were excuse me, to where I'm going. Right. And I can't seem to get there. Well, you're not in the same place you were when those things were made.
1: Exactly. And maybe the place you are now is however, mentally not conducive to making art that is satisfying to you yet.
0: Again, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I know it's there, but it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the same as, as maybe trying a new, a new lighting setup or trying a new direction in, in, you know, your landscape work or your street work, whatever it may be, it, it's the mechanics of it become almost secondary, or at least that yeah. seems to be the hope, right? You don't well, want to have to think about the tools. You just want to think about what you're trying to do with the tools.
1: Well, look at look at how many directors out there go and make some movie that becomes huge, like uh, Chimino or whatever his name is, who died last week, right? Uh, the, the guy who did Deer Hunter. Oh, I uh, didn't know. Uh,
0: I didn't know that he died. Yeah, he Michael died. Michael Cimino? Uh,
1: yeah, on uh, oh. Friday, Saturday. And, um, you know, he, he passed away. And, you know, then he went and made, what, Heaven's Gate? Is that what the other one was called? With and, uh,
0: Warren, no. Beatty, I think, Warren maybe, Beatty. yeah. And yeah. it was or a was huge flop.
1: Some some people say that it's like the biggest flop in all in, in, in movie history that like it broke up united artists and, like you know mm. did all this kind of stuff it's like it, people have ups and downs not everything you do is going to be a huge blockbuster not anybody anything anybody does is a huge blockbuster i mean look at look at uh for years pixar was thought to be untouchable and then the, there's a few movies in there that kind of stinkers.
0: yeah i mean for for a long time every movie they released bested right. yeah the one that came before yeah
1: you know and and but then I mean, and maybe they still do monetarily but reviews wise, there are a few in there that people go, eh, that was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that people don't want to watch over and over and over again, you know? And, and so uh, there's nothing wrong with, with trying something new and having it not work. I just, it, it, it always makes me think about that, that moment where you realize that you were onto something and you didn't realize it at the time and you can't go back there,
2: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: it, it's tough. It's tough.
1: Yeah yeah i don't know just anyway let us know what you think i it's this is a very philosophical episode we're
0: doing today right good good put those uh put the the david cordy picture i like that second one an awful lot
1: yeah some of his work is really lovely and uh it is sort of not not all over the place but he he changes his look drastically over
0: time like you go. How, how big is his work is it large uh, like you the know, second one that you sent me—is it a some big of them piece?
1: actually are pretty big, from what I understand? Yeah, yeah, mm. bigger than you think they would be, right? Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, like uh, he's 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 he's. I, I met him once at a party. I've never actually—I mean, you know—I talked to him for 20 minutes. It's not like we're BFFs or anything like that. Yeah, it's uh, nice work though. I like, I like all, all the stuff that's yeah. going on. But again, I mean he's a guy theoretically making a living as a as an artist, you know, mm-hmm. which as a painter nonetheless. My God, God bless how many him. of those Good are for there, him. out there?
0: You know? Good for him. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um okay. So I'm gonna admit something right now, and you're gonna say I knew it.
0: Uh you are a brief guy, not a boxer guy.
1: No, I'm a boxer guy.
0: Yeah. Actually, I'm a boxer brief guy. What does that make me? Uh confused. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. There have
1: been there have been numerous transitions in the world of cameras. Sure. Uh we have of course the film to digital transition, uh even manual focus to autofocus, you know, like the computerization of cameras and the in yep. the in the uh, '80s, in the in the late '70s, the computerization of exposure, right, having aperture priority on a camera, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, uh, uh, ETTL flashes, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. And now there's all these like mirrorless cameras that are smaller and and have an EVF, which I still am not completely sold on.
0: Uh, right, but they're getting. They each are getting better. is getting. Better in some cases, dramatically better. Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. And i I, I was over, uh, I was over a friend's house uh, the other day, and uh, well, actually, I was over two different friends' houses. One of whom, uh, a new friend, who's our photographer of the week this week. Uh, and you know, I was playing with her XT one. Is that is that the big Fuji? Uh,
0: the XT one is uh, the, the, the the mini SLR. Size, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sixteen. I was playing like, with
1: that 17. one, and I was playing with the Sony a seven s or whatever it is
0: that that claude has okay the one that's primarily for video, or yeah, better the, for video. yeah 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 it's like yeah, yeah, base yeah. iso is 3200 the yeah exactly this i think yeah, is a 12
1: megapixel one yeah yeah right. um there's sort of overlapping waves of all of these things right where 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 um one thing is coming up in popularity and then going down in popularity as something else comes up in popularity and goes down in popularity right like all these overlapping almost like a uh, a horizontal venn diagram or uh, uh, venn diagram of 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 overlap of change right and and that's 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 moving from bigger cameras to smaller cameras and and all these kinds of things and even people like we'll we'll use the big transition of the last twenty years just as 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 our example, which would be the film to digital transition, right? Mm-hmm. And of course mm-hmm. there were there were photographers who the minute digital photography was out were jumping on the bandwagon. There were film photographers who said, I will never shoot digital, I hate digital, blah 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 many of whom eventually ended up shooting digital because
0: film was a less viable option or Or it became impossible to get their particular stock exactly yes yes yes
1: or or they realized that digital had gotten really good and now it was up to whatever quality standards that they had set for themselves or or what have you right and of course there's still a few stragglers out there who uh, uh try shooting digital and hate it and go back to film but generally they're older people who have been doing it for 50 years and just aren't ever going to change, you know, that kind of thing, right? Sure. Like, so, so you have sort of this, uh, this, uh, uh, bell curve of, of adoption. That's not a bad title. Uh, um. Write it down. I'm getting it. Uh, I can't type apparently. Uh, good enough. Um, and, 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 and. Certain people make the make transitions early and certain people make transitions later. I guess the reason I bring it up is that I was playing with these EVFs and even though I still don't like them, I'm getting to the point where I went, you know what? If my camera was going to be half the size and weight, it's, uh, you know, as somebody who's 41 and my back hurts a lot of times. Mm-hmm it would start being more interesting. It's become more interesting to me as they've gotten better and they've gotten bigger that I'm sure. like, I'm almost to the point where I'd be like, uh, you know what? If Fuji comes out with a mirrorless medium format camera, like a, a cheaper version of that Hasselblad that just came out, mm-hmm. I would consider buying one of those as my next camera.
0: But even, you, even though you it could has also an EVF. Use, you could use a 24 megapixel XT2
1: Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just <laughs> saying like assuming all the other stuff was what I wanted, right. I am now like, okay, fine. Like let's let's try this EVF thing even though there are things about it that I still don't like. It, you know, it's sort of like I've been I've been stopping myself from moving forward when does it go from it's what I prefer to it's the way I like to do things. Too, I'm not going to change. Damn it, because that's just the way I am. You see what I'm saying? Well, I,
0: I, yeah, I think you've got a sort of uh
1: pro and, I think it's and true con. It.
0: Well,
2: yeah. You know?
1: Okay. That's that's kind of what I wanted to bring up. Okay. So how do you, how do you see it?
0: Well, I I think EVFs yeah. are terrific. Yeah. You know. I I mean, is the EVF on my X Pro One as good as? You know, the the newest, latest generation? Probably not. Yeah. yeah but you yeah. know what I love? I love being able to see all the information. I love being able to see a histogram if I want. I want I love being able to see EV com- compensation sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at very close to what it's going to look like in the final image. Right, right, right. Uh, and in looking at some of the current gen EVFs, even on micro four thirds. You've got the Pen F that's got a terrific EVF. Yep. You've got uh, the Sony's are, are terrific. Uh you know, the X-T1 uh, viewfinder is fantastic. Uh, and, and Yeah, they've and the gotten X-T2, better, and the, yes. hopefully the next version will get even yes. better. It,
1: it's, it's very much... But, it's, it, but this sort of... What goes on in your mind when these transitions are hap- shifting, when the world is shifting underneath you, and trying to decide whether it's better to ride the wave or fight the wave? Is it always better to ride the wave?
0: I don't know. What I do what know is that, that you have been... Much more reluctant to embrace this particular portion of of the, the shift, the EVF, yeah, the yeah. OVF to EVF shift. Yep, I have you. You have been much less. I willing... like seeing
1: actual light, and I don't like the fact that the battery life in these cameras generally sucks. Those are my and big.
0: Those are my big things. Granted, so, yeah. granted, uh, but but the fact remains that they are the wave of the future very very good i mean yep. the the you know the the rumors are that the the, the one in the xt2 is going to be like 120 hertz refresh rate right and uh, that's with, and, you know three million pixels right. or something. And,
1: and those and those stats may be what kind of puts me over the line right where it's like okay <laughs> now i don't see the screen door effect and it's fast enough that it feels like it could actually be looking through the lens versus looking at a video feed of the lens you know mm-hmm. um but 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 there is this, uh, I mean, is there anything that you're sort of intransigent about that, 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 that you had good reasons to be initially, but then as things change, you find yourself going, why am I fighting that again?
0: And, and even, with regard to photography, not really. I mean, yeah, I still don't okay. like focus by wire. Okay. Yeah. There's, lens. there's, there's an example. Yep, yep. I don't, I don't like them at all. I don't because like there's a the hesitancy to it all. Yeah. It makes me batty.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, and, and that's the way, that's, that feeling is, is what I talk about when
0: I'm talking yeah. about EVFs. In autofocus, fine. Love it. Perfect. Great. Right, 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 but right. But right. In, in manual focus, they, they still kind of bother me. Um, I, I prefer lenses with clickable aperture rings. Yeah, yeah. Rather I mean, than like the Nikon G series that doesn't have any... It's right. all electronic. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's. It, it, there's also like in the Macintosh sphere, there's this thing of, oh, well, you know, we're not going to do internal drives anymore, and memory's not going to be upgradable, and people bitch and moan about it for a while. It's not going to be a
0: headphone jack.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. There's a good example, right? Like, yes, you could get mad about it, and I do get mad at a lot of those things, but like, that's it. It's going to change whether or not I like it. And it's mm-hmm. probably not going to go back. So why not just sort of go with the flow and do whatever the companies who are selling the stuff say because you really have no power anyway?
0: You know what I mean? No. I mean it's it becomes – it's partially a technological decision. It's partly an economic decision. It's yep. partly a space thing. I mean – you know, modern cameras are, as they get smaller and smaller there, there is less and less room for that giant chunk of glass up top.
1: Yeah. And do you think, but do you think that that part of that is just a, in the same way that you, people generally like the music they liked when they were 18 to 25 years old. Mm -hmm. Do we like the camera we held when we were 18 to 25 years old? So for me, I'm fine with electronic focus. I'm fine with, you know, program mode on my camera, Right. I'm fine with all that stuff because that's the camera that I got when I first got into this stuff and was serious about it. But man, you start taking away my buttons and make it hard for me to see through the viewfinder and I suddenly am just like, what now is this newfangled crap? Even yeah, though yeah. the kid who's 25 now is like, oh my God, I love this little Fuji thing that's got an EDF because right. that's all they know and, and that's the beginning for them, you know?
0: Maybe. I mean, is is it is it sort of, uh uh you know, is sense memory becoming irrelevant or, or redundant or redacted yeah, or whatever yeah. the the word is, is can we no longer <laughs> re- rely on it? And we yeah. have to, at some point let go of it. I, are you, you know, being held back by nostalgia? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that from a gear perspective, yeah, it's never been better
1: of to course. be yeah.
0: a photographer. Yep. But, but giant caveat. Yeah. The gear is not going to make you a better photographer. Oh, of, of course not. No, no, no.
1: But, it, there, but there is an element of, you know, I work this certain way and all of the manufacturers are moving in this other direction that is somewhat antithetical to the way that I work. Do I dig my heels in or do I go go with the flow and figure out uh, modify my workflow in order to match where the well, okay. where the community is going?
0: It's very simple in reality. It's very simple. If you Bill Wadman want a smaller camera than what you're carrying, then, then you, you have get to be those... willing to exactly. give up an yep. OVF. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. You know, yeah. if if that's worth it to to save weight and and you know, get higher megapixel counts or, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. it is yeah. that you're weighing right. for and against, that's what's being produced. Yeah. 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 yeah exa- well,
1: that's exactly it, right? Like you can it's, you know, assuming these are the cameras that people are making, you got to choose from the cameras that are being manufactured, not mm-hmm. some dream camera that may exist in your mind, you know? Uh, and, you know, Jeanette the other day had a box full of Fuji stuff that she was playing with. And she had, she had next an T one. And I was like playing with that. And I was playing with the new, 100 x100t and uh uh oh in D- dc uh what's his name peter
0: yeah peter peter Geyser has the had has an, the S
1: one, x100s right which yeah. i liked but i felt it was a little too slow which is why i sold it but it was much better than the original x100 and so the x x100t is better maybe the next one is the one that's like okay this is fast enough that i it, that that it's you know six and a half one you know six and a half dozen and i can go that way and that's fine you know it's it you know it's kind of like the uh, drivers, right? Where serious driver people, most of the high end sports cars now, the Porsches and the Ferraris and all the rest of it, are sportronic automatic transmissions, no clutch. Mm-hmm. because you know what? If you want to talk about performance in zero to sixty, our gear shifters can do it better than anybody can. Yeah. so therefore yeah. we're going to just take that out of your hands.
0: Flip these paddles, and that's it.
1: Right. Which yeah. to me as somebody who liked driving stick is just like, but that's, ant- it doesn't matter if you could do it slightly faster that way. That's antithetical to what it is. The experience of driving to me mm. at my mm. age, you know what I mean? Like I liked, if I'm going to drive a Porsche or my father had a, uh, 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 280 ZX back in the early eighties, you know, little Datsun sports car. Sure. Like that car automatic would not be the same car. <laughs> you know, it's just, it just wouldn't be you know and 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 maybe that's my own view of what what driving was is to me but is irrelevant to what driving is in the future
0: i don't know i just well, I, it's i'm i'm it's got me fascinated that you're that you're getting to this point i'm curious to see where it's going to take you come photo or yeah, you know, right. end of the yeah. summer when, when these things are, are brought to market and yeah. you can actually kind of get one in your hands.
1: There, I mean, there, let's assume for a moment that there is some sort of Fuji medium format thing that looks really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely consider it if it was a $5,000 camera or something. Uh, I
0: will that's tell a, you though, that's a big change. That's a big drop from Hasselblad.
1: Yeah. But Hasselblad is always going to do things at a at a more expensive level. You yeah. Know? Uh, uh, but, but beyond that, there's the, there's part of me that says, yeah, but you know what first generation of a completely new format with a brand that may stop doing it. If it doesn't sell very well, do I want to be on an orphan system? You know what I mean? You start getting into those kinds of questions, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and those things are, are real questions, but then last thing I'm going to say, you could think, well, you know what? Screw it. What if you use it for four years? Then it is an orphan system and you sell it and you buy the next thing. Right. Big deal. You know, like why, like, why do we worry so much about this continuity stuff when, in reality, if I bought an X-T1 tomorrow and shot with that for two years before the dream camera of mine comes out, okay, so I did that for two years until the dream
0: camera came out. It didn't matter that I didn't use it for 30 years. Who cares? Right. These, and, you, like, and to be fair, if if any of you out there are looking, I mean, you... This is this is almost the best time to buy a new camera when the next one comes out because everybody's trying to get rid of them. Right, right. So but if it, you are waiting for the new Fuji or Canon or whatever, buy the previous generation. You'll save right. yourself a ton of money.
1: Yeah, but it, but I mean, are we getting to the point where where the uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, 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 the, the, the things become technologically disposable? You know what I mean? In Mm -hmm. some way that, that, that the, the, there isn't as much, um, you don't have a kinship to your system in the way you did maybe for the last 20 years. Maybe it's just the best camera today. And this is what I use in this brand. And it's not as much about me being a Canonite or a Nikon guy or a Fuji guy. It's like, well, Fuji's got the best camera right now. So that's what I'm going to get. And then I'll get a different one two years from now. And that's fine too.
0: Right. Yeah. Get what works for you. Yeah. Anyway,
1: I just thought it was an interesting thing. If anybody has any thoughts about it, let me know. Uh, you want to talk about what these people did last week on their uh, assignment? Yes, I ha- I have I haven't looked yet today, so let me let me pull these up.
0: <clears throat> okay, so right off the bat, I have to I have to say hello to Hugh and uh, look at this this composite that he put up of fireworks from from two thousand nine. He just did this this grid of these terrific fireworks bursts as one one larger thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Yeah, love that. Love that. Love that. Um, So, what do you think? Street fashion. Yeah, Ian. Oh my
1: God, Ian Logan's picture of the two guys in their little speedos
0: in their little American flag. That's just dirty.
1: Just Oddly dirty. enough,
0: that's what Bill was wearing when we were walking around the mall.
1: It's true, um,
0: and, uh, and he, you know, I think he pulled it off.
1: Well, and then I got arrested, and you went home. So <laughs> uh,
0: there's some interesting stuff in here. Philip uh,
1: Hill's picture of the guy in the in the crazy yellow suit. He must have been one of those street performer guys.
0: Yeah, who else has a uh, suit? Jeremy Bryant,
1: Venice Beach? Love that. Ken Larman's picture of a man in a penis costume of some kind.
0: That must be uh, a Vegas thing, right? Maybe uh, John Dilworth, drag queen at the Fire Island Invasion. I love that picture. That's okay, a terrific. Where's it? Where's it, it's, it looks like a composite. There's such a difference from the face to the uh, to the body to the. Uh, it's just a terrific picture. You see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, what do we, uh, what do we what else we have? Uh, let's see.
1: Well, there's a lot of them in here.
0: Yeah, street fashion on Canada Day. Todd Schick. Good one, Todd. Uh, John Jennings. Looks like you were at a parade. Nice. Yeah.
1: And uh, like, uh, Mike like Frizzell's parades? picture of the guy in the shorts. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of of the shorts, or of of the parade, <laughs> rather. Staring at guy in shorts. I, uh, uh,
0: I I like parade. We went to the the Tacoma Park 4th uh, of July parade. It's quirky. It's very quirky.
1: Yeah, was it, it was fun then?
0: Oh, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun.
1: Yeah. The, uh... uh it's, uh, yeah, Johan, it's
0: almost, red suspenders. I could see you wearing red suspenders. You ever, you have a pair of red suspenders? I'm
1: not a suspender guy. I'm not a belt guy. I don't need nah. either of them really. So I don't wear them. Oh Belts yeah. That really
0: uh, is a strange penis costume,
1: right? It's not just me, right? <laughs>
0: it's not just you. <laughs> 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 wow. It's a strange costume. It is. Uh, it's, it's, hey, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to dress up like a penis and walk around Las Vegas.
1: Well, I, you know, I've done that. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what the thing is that no one really notices
0: you. <laughs> That's right. You just blend in. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. So what are we doing yeah. this week? I like uh, Jason Fostera. Jason's been putting up some good things. You've been, you've Fossera been gone for a while. always putting up good stuff. Welcome back. Uh, yeah. Millie Canada Day Parade. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay, so uh, this keep keep going, guys and girls. Uh, this week, what is this week? Uh, kind of in honor, we, we were talking about the, the Juno uh, mission to Jupiter, right? So, uh, to
1: the Jovian moons.
0: Yeah, which, from what I gather, I was watching last night. It's they're now dark for fifty six days. Is that is that what it is? Oh, I didn't I didn't read that. Why is that? Because they're they're putting the the craft into a large orbit. And they'll ah. make two passes, and then they'll go into the smaller 14-day orbit.
1: Oh, so they're going up into a big orbit, and then they're going to burn again and go down to a lower orbit. Right,
0: right. Okay. So uh, how about trajectory for, uh, for this? So paths, trajectories, things in motion. What is it? Does that work? Does that not work? Sure. No, trajectory. I like Trajectory. Trajectory. Plus, we were at Air and Space over the weekend. So Plus, it's kind of
1: fun to say trajectory.
0: Trajectory.
1: By the way, I went to Air and Space uh, on Friday night. At oh, like, you went back? Okay. Yeah, how oh, was yeah, went back. oh, yeah. I went back. Oh, I went back. It was a little bit of a letdown. I got to admit. Huh? In like there was way? a there was a there was an army band. You know, a navy. I think it was navy. A band playing like you know, singer, jazz kind of things down one end. Did they but play Rocket Man? There was like you know, one guy. Uh, cute there was, you know, a uh, uh, one shuttle guide signing autographs, mm-hmm. but I was like 40th anniversary and you're announcing all this like really great new stuff and whatever it is. And like, that's what, that's
0: like the big to do, you know, like that would have been fun to do kind of a live feed from, from the Juno team. Well, yeah, I think, well, they did do, they did have a guy there,
1: uh, uh, people on camera that they were broadcasting, at least online. I'm sure to, mm. uh, you know, NASM 40th or whatever it is. Uh, it was cool, but I was like, okay, but this is basically just the museum with some music. It's the same stuff they do in uh, Christmas time,
0: which is. Do, cool. do you think that people are as excited or as wowed by the concept of space travel as they were ev- even, you know, eighties, nineties? Do you think the the new has kind of worn off?
1: Uh, you know, that's a good question. I will say that if it were me. I am actually more impressed with it cuz I go look at the older stuff and I go my god like they
0: actually they did this 40 years ago yeah <laughs> you know we were powered by an hp 41c calculator exactly yeah. yeah like
1: the, you know they had they had none of the technology we have now and they were still go into the moon and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you look at these machines and you go, my God, that, you know, that LM or the or the, or the the modules that come back or or you go into the space shuttle room and you're looking like we did and look at the space shuttle uh, engine. Mm-hmm. And you, like, look at the, the quality of, of the parts and all the rest right. of it and how it was built. And you go, my Lord, you know, they didn't have, CNC, you know, computer-controlled CNC machines back then. Right. Uh, uh, so it's like, I, I feel like, to me, it's even more impressive. I think maybe to the average person... There's less of a glow. Although, you know what? There were a lot of young people walking around at the nighttime event.
0: I, I wonder if it's- A lot. It, in, a, in a larger picture, a larger discussion, how science is positioned now relative to when we were younger.
1: Uh, I, I think that- I think that there's a duality between science and what people call technology, which is Mm -hmm. applied science in some way. Mm -hmm. And then I think a lot of people see science as technology when they're kind of two different things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they even, even looking at the, the, uh, uh, the large hadron collider, it's, it's, it's really cool and what what we now know about, you know, proving the Higgs boson and all the rest of it in the last couple of years. Right. But when you say large hadron collider, people don't think Higgs boson, they think those pictures of the giant collectors, which is technically technology more than it is science that's that's technology in order to do science but the technology the fact that it's 40 miles around and whatever you know whatever mm-hmm, the stats mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. ends up overshadowing the fact that we learned something fantastic about yeah, the universe we found this
0: new particle that was yeah. theoretical before this thing was built
1: exactly and i yeah, think because yeah. technology is such a big part of our daily lives now and, and how you, the little box in your pocket works to do all the things that it does is so mysterious to the majority of the population. I think that that has become almost a strange religious thing of, oh, technology, technology, technology. It's like, well, technology is not science. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things.
0: Yeah, it's it's become more of a marketing term.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah sure, no, anyway, okay. Just, just my yeah. two cents. All right, so who do you who do you have for photographer of the week? This is uh, somebody that you know?
1: Uh, somebody that I've, I met, a few years ago just shook hands with a friend of a friend, uh, who I'd spent a few uh, minutes with last week and we're going to be buddies. Uh, Jeanette Beckman, who is Jeanette Beckman, who is a, uh, uh, a British photography, uh, photographer rather, uh, kind of documentary, but also portraits and that kind of stuff is very well known. Uh, you would know her from her, uh, uh, album cover. She did the outlandos, D'amore, Zinata, oh, yeah, yeah, she did a Zinata Mondada and, and yeah. de Blanc. She did those kind oh, yeah. of photographs. Uh, also, uh, strange because she's like a you know small British white woman was big in the the, the hip hop and rap world. Yeah, a in the lot 80s of her stuff. stuff
0: is is sort of steeped in in the hip hop community. This is yeah. terrific. Work. All the
1: salt and pepper and Grandmaster Flash, all the like early
0: eighties classic Bill? stuff. Yeah, Bill? I believe it's Peppa.
1: So, did I say pepper?
0: Yeah, oh, sorry,
1: yeah. salt and pepper. I was reading it. <laughs> uh, uh, that was that was uh, incorrect uh, pronunciation. My bad. Uh, yeah, no, no. It's Jeffrey, Jeffrey, salt and pepper, <laughs> salt
0: and the pepper. <laughs> That's
1: right. But yeah, uh, this
0: is, man, this is great work.
1: A, a lot of a lot of musical stuff, a lot of musicians, a lot of almost historical stuff, especially in the hip hop stuff. Now, oh look at this, stuff. UK
0: punk shot. Of Paul Weller and Pete Townsend. Yeah, I man, thought you'd like that one. What a great one. shot!
1: Yep. Yeah, like she was there at the time when that stuff was going on. You know what I mean? She's like she's she's, you know, hanging out with the Sex Pistols
0: and Strummer. Joe Strummer. Oh yeah. man, look at that!
1: So you know she was there. Uh, Debbie Harry in the late seventies. Yeah, Malone. that's great. You know, she's this this woman's been around, and she's super sweet and very nice. H-N-M. And
2: look yeah. at that.
1: And still doing it today. I mean, I uh, love
0: rock and roll photography. I got to tell you, I yeah. it's it's something that I think is music so photography to me.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, music photography now has become this other thing. It you know, has. It's, it's right. become You're another right. another pillar of PR rather than it just being, hey, we're taking pictures of this rock band. Mm-hmm. Which I think that it was—it was more just oh yeah, take my picture. Where now it's like, well, where's it going to go, and what hashtags are you going to use right, on it? Right, right. And you know, and it's like, okay, that's not really. Sometimes we just need pictures of those people. I feel like I there's going to be a. You, go go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I I worry sometimes that there's going to be a loss of <sighs> intimate pictures of people in in moments when they're not trying to represent as something else.
0: I have a response to that. Okay. I have a, I have a visual response to that and it's something, uh, those of you listening and, and for you, Bill, take a look at Leon bridges, his feed on Instagram. It's, it's Leon bridges official. Not only are there some terrific sort of promo and, 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 uh, you know, staged shots, but lots of really great behind the scenes stuff. Lots of great candidates. um, really makes me want to to learn more about him go see a show it's really really good it's 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 a terrific feed
1: yeah okay fair enough i just i i wonder but even these are very cultivated by him and his and his
0: and his people right i just i i, I guess uh it's well it's, sure i mean you know look uh, yeah these are these are curated by by either her or her representatives i would think
1: Oh yeah, 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 yes, but but they weren't curate. My point is that they weren't curated by the Sex Pistols. Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, okay. like the, you know, it's it's not that Joe Strummer was sitting there and going, "Well, you know, where are you going to put this picture?" And you know, right. like we have okay. the rights to it because you're in our Fair show. Enough. You know that kind of stuff. Yep. and that that we're going to lose this sort of idea of these people as just people, and maybe even there's unflattering moments that we get to see later. You know
0: what I mean? Because well, people now, are so worried about I like the way she that. does her prints. 11 by 14s are open editions. They're signed, but they're open editions. Yeah. And then she goes larger, 16, 20, 20, 24, 30, so
1: 40. Yeah, you're fine with there being editions as long as there's some lower level of open edition so that everyone can have a little bit. Well, I
0: think it's more accessible. I mean, look, 650 yeah. is still out of a lot of people's range, but it's... Yeah, but at her level, that's
1: that's an inexpensive price for a lot of what sure seems to to be seems to be yeah yeah God like (laughs) you know what's also interesting that okay go into go into the hip hop section for a moment and uh, go to uh, uh, go to the thumbnails and there's this picture on a red background of the Beastie Boys right all like kind of oh yeah 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 it's just amazing that like that pictures that are this. You know, like the one, uh, what's his name? Has a, like a monobrow, the guy at the bottom, right. his skin's all bad. Like stuff that would never yeah, wouldn't happen get past nowadays. Yeah. yeah. You know that like, but, but that makes these people real and not some weird, you know, uh, just popped out of some plastic form mold. I mean the same thing with a lot of like a lot of the, like the pictures of, uh, run DMC up in Hollis, just hanging mm-hmm. around a car with a bunch of friends. Like that's cool right? Like it's, it's like we're seeing something that, that was not on the record. Not, you know, I mm-hmm. don't know. I just, it, I feel like there's something nice about that. And I, I hope that that remains at some level. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, It's really good work. Yeah. Really good work. Really so, interesting. Uh,
1: Jeanette Beckman, go check it out. Jeanette. Uh, we'll, we'll put terrific
0: li- work, Jeanette. We'll put a link in the show notes. Oh, I uh, like that cowboy shot. What is which, that? Which cowboy, cowboy in Nebraska under, uh, uh Rebels. Rebels. Yeah you look at the he's about uh, second row from the bottom just a profile shot in oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, field nice. it's yeah. a terrific shot
1: yeah uh yeah she's good and and a, v- a very nice woman so uh anyway she's putting it out there uh All right. anything Jeanette else
0: Beckman. thank you podcasted uh, on yeah.
1: taking com, uh at Bill wadman at Jeffrey Sidoris on you know platforms yeah <laughs>
0: on the the everywhere.
1: Uh three four seven six eight seven ninety four eleven is our voice phone uh, voicemail number. Uh call and leave us a message like Tom in Michigan, who missed last week.
0: What? Yeah, thanks, Tom. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Thought thought we were friends.
0: I'm sitting there, I'm refreshing, I'm refreshing, I'm yeah. refreshing. I, I finally had to leave. So thanks, Tom. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Did you did you cry on the way home? You know I did. I called you. Yeah.
1: It's it's uh I just didn't know if you wanted that out in the public. <laughs> uh We'll so we will see
0: you uh, next week. Thank you for listening, everyone. Have a terrific week. Yeah. And uh, we'll, I'll probably uh, talk to you this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> All right. See you.